the America's Jobs Team Podcast for economic developers by economic developers. Join the Consultant Connect team every Thursday for discussions surrounding the latest in our industry. Learn from fellow economic development heroes, get leadership advice, keep on top of industry trends and shifts, and so much more. You are a part of America's Jobs Team. And we're so glad that you're tuning in. All right, welcome to the America's Jobs Team, everybody. We are excited to have you for today's episode. I'm Carla Sones, and today is just going to be a real treasure because we originally met today's guest on the podcast a few years back, and it was when she was just starting out in the adventure that she's going to be talking to us about with starting this boot camp. And we got a chance to hear from her at the beginning. And what's really exciting is that now we get to hear from her in 2022 when they have years under their belt and um, a lot of success under your belt as well. So I am really, really excited to welcome Disa Burton to the podcast. Disa is the director of Zip Code Wilmington, um, which is a boot camp for really software coders um, that's in the Wilmington, Delaware region, although it has had major success. And we're going to talk about that and where it's gone from when we first met you back at Economics in New Orleans. For those of you that were there at Economics New Orleans, um, you heard her for the first time and now you get to catch up. If you weren't there at Economics New Orleans, hang on tight because they are moving and shaking and doing some really cool things. So Disa, welcome to the podcast. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Carla, for having me here. I'm so excited to be able to chat with you and to to chat with the audience here. It was so wonderful being in economics. And I really look forward to uh, reliving that experience by having this conversation today. It was wonderful. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's go back to um, the very beginning, because I'm, I'm fully aware that you know, when we did economics in um, New Orleans, it was really our second economics. So there have been a lot of people that have jumped on the economics or consultant connect train after you were there and we want to get them caught up. So can you just tell us a little bit about Zip Code Wilmington and certainly how you got, you know, what part of your career brought you to Zip Code Wilmington and kind of what drew you into this as kind of a next career move for you? Oh, okay. So I'm a lawyer by trade. I, by way of being a veteran, I, <laughs> I went to the Naval Academy, graduated in 94 in the first class of women assigned to combat ships. And I became a, a, a surface warfare officer and stayed in about 10 years. And during that time, I got to do two Mediterranean deployments and I helped Columbia put together a counter narcotics battalion brigade, which became a brigade. So a lot happened while I was in the military, but my bliss was law. And so I got out of the military to be a lawyer. I went to Penn Law and I practiced for about 10 to 15 years before I came across a small place called Zip Code Wilmington. And the way I came across them is I was serving on the board of Liberty USO and my company at the time wanted to support Liberty USO in finding a STEM program for active duty military folks moving into uh, civilian careers. And so we walked into this training program called Zip Code Wilmington and I fell in love. 
I fell in love with uh, the diversity of the students that were there, the uh, mission, the purpose of the organization, the outcomes that they were, were having, the, the change they were having in people's lives. And I was 100% committed to supporting it. So I supported it in the sense my company provided scholarships to veterans that were going there for a couple of years. And uh, one day the executive director said she was going to be leaving and asked me to throw my hat in the ring. And so here I am. So I'm excited to introduce, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to introduce what it was that I fell in love with to you. So for those listening who don't know about Zip Code Wilmington, it is a nonprofit software coding bootcamp located in Wilmington, Delaware. The mission of Zip Code is simple. It's to provide quality software developer training with our full stack Java software developer and data engineering and analytics programs to talented adults looking to get into tech careers and then help those graduates get into great jobs with corporations located in our region or beyond. As a result, that makes the Delaware region a great place to live, work, and raise a family. I love that. And when I met you, well, gosh, back in Delaware, prior to economics, and then just recently saw you in Delaware, um, this last four years, it has been an incredible success for Zip Code Wilmington. And it's really one of the things that when we brought site consultants to Delaware, they are so impressed with this boot camp and so incredibly enthusiastic and keep saying like, they should be shouting this from the rooftops that they have this year. More communities need to do that. So can you bring us up to speed on like this last four years and what success has looked like? What have you been up to? And in a little peek into where are you going? Because I got to hear a little bit of that peak and that was exciting. Yes, it's all very exciting. I, I, I It's like an out-of-body experience to work there. Sometimes I can't believe it's my job. So <laughs> the cool thing about zip code is that we can take anyone from any walk of life, a minimum requirement is 18 years old with a high school diploma, and we can take them with no coding experience and, and create a entry-level software developer that gets a job at, at any one of these you know, high-end financial institutions from MNC Bank, Wilmington Trust, CSC, people, uh, zip coders get jobs at uh, Comcast, Vanguard, you name it, right? And the way we're able to do that is by really condensing that training down into a 12-week period, fully immersive. And so these folks are coming in with, let's say, average salary of, let's say, mid-20s, $25,000. And the average now of a zip coder, once they are placed, is $79,000. The median salary is $85,000. And it is now not uncommon for someone to come out of our 12-week boot camp with a six-figure income. That's transformational. Life-changing. Not just for the person, not just for their immediate family, but for anyone connected to them to see that massive change in their life. So it's interesting. I like this, this cohort I have coming in in June. I'm calling it the, the sister sledge cohort because it's, we are family all over the place. I've got sisters of, co- of past graduates. I've got brothers. It's, it's like three or four kids down the line. It's a husband, it's a wife, it's a cousin, it's a neighbor. It's definitely a, we are family cohort, but that's because, you know, word of mouth, when someone has this dramatic change in their life, they just want to share it with others. And so what we've done over the last few years is just, stick to our knitting, right? Like we've been doing that. Um, We're in our seventh year, over 500 graduates, 85% of which get jobs within six months of completing our training program. In our past two cohorts, 100% job placement within three months of finishing the program. Again, at those tremendous salaries that you're hearing with these great careers that these folks are getting into. 
We've been recognized now as one of the top five software boot camps in the country by College Consensus. And we've been awarded best boot camp by Course Report for the past five years in a row. In addition to our Java Software Developer Program, in February of 2020, we launched a Data Engineering Analytics Program because we realized, although software is everywhere, everyone's drowning in data. Companies came to us and said, we need data scientists ASAP. We said, okay, a data scientist has a PhD. Can't quite create that in 12 weeks, but we can help you with data engineers. So data engineers are like sous chef for uh, a data scientist. They help with building that architecture and cleaning up data, wrangling it, putting it into pipelines and visualizing it. So as well, something I'm super proud of is that we decided to launch a program statewide for a high school. So we're now teaching statewide in Delaware in the high schools, teaching front-end software development, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And we did that in October of 2020. In the height of COVID, we were able to launch this program. The hallmark of this program, the beauty of it is that we can take an industry software engineering professional, pair them with a computer science educator. So the students are not just learning theory, they're learning the actual job-ready skill of coding. And we've been able to train 400 students with this program in the last couple of years. In addition to that, we had a, a techpreneur program, which is basically an entrepreneurship incubator. So we went out to our alumni students and said, who has a wonderful idea that you'd love to start uh, as a company that you have no idea how to code, but you just want to create this thing that will help the community. And we launched a um, incubator based on that. We had about, oh, we had five I think it was around five to 10 folks that signed up for that program and went through. They didn't know how to code when they started, but they just had a dream and idea. And they were able to start with just that to launch a startup aimed at supporting diverse communities. And that's just a little bit of what we've accomplished over the last few years with a mighty staff of 10 people. <laughs> but there's more to come. Uh, and so uh, I'm excited to see what the next three to four years brings at zip code. But we're definitely moving forward. I love it. And I just, every time I hear you talk about uh, what you're doing, I get those little like goosebumps on my arms. Because when you think about the transformation of when you talked about that salary and just, you know, th these are jobs of the future that are going to stabilize families. And it's so cool to hear that sister sledge, you know, where it's that we are family. Like I went through it now, my sister's going through it or my cousin's going through it because you can see that this is getting you to a place where you can help stabilize families. That is so incredibly cool. So I, I'm curious, you know, you started talking about your, you know, background in, in the military and then coming out and practicing law and then just kind of falling in love with what they were doing at Zip Code Wilmington. You work with some amazing people on your team. You're working with students that this is a very transformational experience for them, but they don't always, I'm sure, quite know what they're getting into. What have been some of the, you know, leadership lessons that you've learned along the way as you've been embarking on this journey to help make this transformative shift and to produce some talent for the local companies there in Wilmington? Well, one of the things I've learned is to be grateful for every day. I think we've all learned that through COVID. Uh, tomorrow is promised to no one and in all things give thanks. So when, you know, COVID hit and hiring stopped, you know, it was wonderful that there were still corporate partners that were reaching out to us and saying, how can we help? Because 
a program like this, it's a nonprofit. So we're here to help support the community. And if we're not here, then there that support is, is lost. So it was important to us and important to the corporate partners to keep this alive and make sure it worked. And think about it during COVID, what did we all learn we needed? We needed more software developers. We need more technology in order to keep people safe. So we all committed, pulled together and committed that we were going to keep this opportunity together. And we did it from a, a place of, of growth and love and community. One thing I've also learned is to listen to the market. So the market is going to tell you where to steer the ship. So we're a startup. We've got to meet the needs of our customers. And during COVID, we realized that we had three customers, not two. So it's not just students that are coming to zip code and the corporate partners that are hiring those students, but it's also our community. So when hiring slowed down and we had time on our hands, we all said, how do we help the community? So I was really excited by that, to see that from my staff, to see that from those around us that, you know, we really wanted to just turn our energy outward and say, how can we use our superpowers to help support the community in getting through this, this time period? And that's how we were able to develop programs such as our youth program, the techpreneur program, a lot of different programs we were able to do because we're able to see what does our community need and how can we help them. And then also innovate, innovate, and then deliver. I mean, I've heard all the time that startups have to be innovative. You've got to deliver too. Innovation is key, but integrity is everything. So in having transparent outcomes and being able to do what you say you're going to do is huge. Um, and that comes into play with something that a remarkable thing that, that has happened with us at Zipcode. And that's the governor of Delaware, Governor Carney, has been absolutely 100% so supportive of Zipcode. Um, he calls it his favorite workforce development program. So I'm not putting words in his mouth. He says it all the time. But his office recently provided us with $4.5 million of grant funding over the next three years to help support low to middle income Delaware residents and coming through our program. And I think that's because we've been innovating, 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 delivering, right? So when you see that delivery come through, that people are getting these jobs, it's transforming their lives, it's building that tax base, it's bringing companies in. We have students that pack their entire lives into a car and drive to Delaware just to come to this program. And then, you know, they put down roots right here. And I think he saw that and he saw that delivery and he's supporting that. Well, it sounds like you've just continued to have huge success and, and getting that grant from the governor's team is just one mark of, you know, that, that major success. I'm curious for you, is there, a, is there a particular story of a student that you look back on that you're like, I don't know, this just touched my heart. And to me, that was when I knew I was doing the right thing or was kind of like my proudest success story from a student perspective. Okay, so now you're trying to pull my heart straight. <laughs> I was doing this just fine until now it's okay. Let me try to tell you a story without getting too sentimental because we have every cohort has its stories. I can tell you so many, but uh, one in particular that was really cool was we had a young man who worked at Chick-fil-A. He came to us from Chick-fil-A. He was early 20s. All of his friends from high school had gone on to university to study computer science, but he didn't have the funding to do that. And he was, you know, he was probably going to wait to see what happened with them. Like, did that path work for them? And as far as he could see, that wasn't working and he wasn't making a lot of money. So he wasn't able to go to school. He heard about Zipco, applied. He was one of the few students that I think nearly um, got a hundred percent score on our entrance assessment. He was brilliant, brilliant young man. Uh, and in my final interview with him before being accepted to Zipco, I asked him, 
you know, to tell me about something that he's done at work that was innovative. And he had actually come up with a sticker system for the bread in the back so that, you know, each shift would open a new bag of bread and they would, it would spoil. Um, and the company was losing money. So he came up with a sticker system that he could teach people very easily so they wouldn't lose it. This is someone making, you know, minimum wage who cares enough about bread for the company, you know, to, to come up with this system. Needless to say, he got into zip code, did really well, graduated, got placed within three months, got a job making quite a bit of money that I think he made our median salary of $85,000. And he was on a scholarship and coming to zip code. But I'll tell you this much. When he graduated, he told me no one in his family ever made more than $20,000. Wow. No one. Wow. No one. That's incredible. That was, and in 12 weeks. Yeah. In 12 Again, weeks. That's what he life, was Life-changing. Life-changing. And there's so many other stories like that. People who have timed out of the foster system. We had a gentleman who had just enough money to get from well to get from Philadelphia to Wilmington, not from out of you know far-reaching places, but just enough gas money to get from Philadelphia to Wilmington to start zip code, and was going to be on scholarships and stipends, and that's what he was relying on. That was yeah. it. And it's now he and his wife are now making over two hundred thousand dollars, completely set. Oh. That's so just, cool. And there are just so many stories. People that came from, um, there's a young lady who came from Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. She became the sole breadwinner for her family after her father lost his job following the storm. She was working as a cashier at Kmart. She rode her bike to Kmart 30 minutes each way. She was the one feeding a family of five. And they knew that wasn't going to be sustainable. So a cousin told her about zip code. She never spent a night away from home before she flew up to Delaware to do the final interview for this program. And she's now a senior developer at a major bank here in town. Wow. Yes. I just love it. And I'm curious when we featured you at economics, I know there were a lot of communities that were just kind of, you know, playing around with the thought of like, do you start something? But I know that there's probably people out there listening that are like, you know what, we need to do something similar in our community or and it, maybe it's not for coding, but it's for a, another, you know, skill set that they need a certificate program for. I'm curious, do you have any advice that you'd give to somebody? I know you didn't, weren't the one who initially sparked the idea to start Zip Code Wilmington, but you have carried on that idea. And I'm just curious, do you have any advice for anybody that's looking to set some up some type of certificate program or coding boot camp? Mm-hmm. So I would say begin with the end in mind. You need to reach out to employers, the major employers in your region to find out what they need. Uh, one of the things that we're doing at Zipcode, in fact, is we're reaching out to the construction industry and doing a listening tour to, and we're building on a concept called Zip Build. We're trying to see if there is a way we can use mm-hmm. our model and apply that to the construction industry. So the first place you have to start is finding out, again, you have to listen to the market. What do the major employers need? Uh, And reaching out and finding out from them if this is something, if you created this training program and you built a curriculum in connection with them, would they be able to hire these students? What salaries? And really just starting working your way backwards. And also to do it with integrity, not just to do training in the abstract, but really thinking about people getting into jobs. Oftentimes people get into training programs and they're promised a whole lot as far as training goes. But then once it's over, it's like, okay, see you later. And they're on to the next class. And 
that's to me, I, I, I don't see a lot of integrity with that. I don't see, you know, I think we need to help to build our economy. We need to help build people. Mm-hmm. People need to have opportunities. And so let's not forget that last step. You train them to get a job, help them get a, get into these jobs. You can't guarantee a job. Certainly sometimes people's minds change, sometimes life's changes, but certainly do it with integrity. Yeah. I love that. And I love what you said earlier about innovate, 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 execute, because I feel like that's part of it too. Like we come up with really good ideas and sometimes you spend a lot of time in that innovation state and it really is about executing, getting people through the program and to the job um, because that's where the change happens. It's, It's incredible to build people and to build their skills, but without that income and that link to the job, we haven't finished our job. So I love, I love that. Last question for you, and this is a personal one, but we're always looking for a new inspiration. And you talked about, you know, wanting to kind of stay cutting edge and to be in that innovative space. I'm curious, like what inspires you? Like, are there certain books or podcasts or, you know, people out there that you kind of look to for inspiration or you listen to and it sparks new ideas for you? Where are you? What's that source of inspiration for you? So this was a really tough question. <laughs> this is a really tough question for me to answer. Um, I, cause my, my inspiration always 100% comes from my mom. She, that's a long story. You don't have time for but one day we'll just grab a beer and I'll tell you the whole thing. But you know, mom joined the army at 42. Wow. Mic drop. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> there's a whole story behind it, but wow. You know, yeah. She now has a PhD, two master's degrees and a bachelor's degree. And she didn't even start until I was in college. Wow. So she's my inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah. But as far as uh, podcasts, I love Justin Sua's Increase Your Impact podcast. Um, I like to do a lot of self-reflection. I don't take myself as being a finished product. So I'm constantly looking at increasing and in, in my efficiency and, and how I can be better at being a leader, at being a colleague, at being a peer, at being a community supporter, at being everything. So I, I love Justin Sue's podcast because it makes me reflect each day on what I'm doing. I love Daniel Pink and Ma- Malcolm Gladwell, mm-hmm. <laughs> two authors I really love to read. Daniel Pink's A Whole New Mind blew my mind. I think when I read that book, I, I was just, it's just, it's one of those things where you can't sleep because it just makes your mind keep going, going, going in circles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was about it, but I just had a little notebook next to me while I was reading that book. And I just wrote down all kinds of ideas of all kinds of things I wanted to do. It was just um, very inspiring. And um, I like thought provoking things like that. So yeah, well, I love it. And I definitely am going to take you up on the offer to sit down and learn all about your mom, because my <laughs> mind is literally blown. And I feel like I need to I feel like she could be one of my biggest inspirations (laughs) just hearing the rest of the story. So we'll put a tab in it. And then next time that I'm in Delaware, we for sure have to catch up so I can learn all about that. But Disa, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know you're incredibly busy and you've got a new cohort of students starting. And thank you for taking the time out to reconnect with our Consultant Connect family. We're really excited about what you're doing and you are an inspiration to us and we can't wait to catch up with you again and in, in, in hopefully not three years, hopefully an annual basis just to hear what you're up to at Zip Code Wilmington. 
Thank you, Carla. This was amazing. We could talk all day. I know. It's, it's always wonderful chatting with you and seeing with you. You inspire me as well. It was so wonderful seeing you at the recent event. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with us till the very end. This podcast is sponsored by Research on Investment, Lead Generation for Economic Development, and Gazelle AI. Spend more time closing, less time chasing. Did you like what you heard today? Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The America's Jobs Team podcast is audio engineered by Andrea Fuller and produced by Faye Davis.